Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 52 of the Cyberbullies podcast. I'm Ken Noworski. I'm joined by... Kyle Reese Mandel. For anyone that missed episode 51, uh, look it up. iTunes, all our podcasting sites. Subscribe, rate us, send us an email, cyberbulliespod at gmail.com. Yeah, get into uh, it. In episode 51, we watched The Wrong Tutor. We tried to answer the following questions. Why did the wrong tutor leave the jar in the car when she let the hornets go? <laughs> I, you know what's really funny is you were starting to ask that. I was like, what movie? Did we... I like you said the title. <laughs> I still didn't remember. I know I'm supposed to ask you every. I, I, I don't. I would not have remembered. I just know. <laughs> I did sort of remember watching this week's movie that we watch part of the wrong series because there's like 40 movies in the wrong series. Like oh, the wrong, yeah. Yeah, there's know, the wrong everything. The wrong mechanic, the wrong, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, are there any more movies we can watch with crudely pasted pictures on top of other pictures? It's a it's a trope I didn't know existed until <laughs> the, the movie where the blind person looks out a window. <laughs> those are the little things that make those movies great, though. I know. Uh, yeah. And how did the wrong tutor maintain that mansion she was living in? <laughs> it's a great question. There, that one had a lot of unanswered questions. I mean, to, a lot. to hark to our other podcast, there was just... A number of things that didn't add up. And I think and, uh, today maybe yeah, we have some things that don't add up. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, so we'd like to thank Mayor Troy for joining us. Of course. She's uh, on point as usual. <laughs> Came out hot. Oh, God. It's real fun. I, you know, uh, we can't. I mean, the blind movie was good. Like, we enjoyed that one. But we can't do good movies with her. It just wouldn't work. Yeah. Like, I don't we know. couldn't do this movie with her. No, I totally agree. I don't think she'd just be like, yeah, I liked it. Right. Yeah. I need her angry. Yeah, I mean it's it's a look. The, the cyber bullies have a formula that no one cares about, but it works. <laughs> I need Sith Mare. I don't. I. I, I, I yeah. don't need the. The. You know. I want to see her killing younglings. Right. Yes. So the movie we chose for episode fifty-two is 2019's Killer Contractor. This stars Alicia Oach. Ox. Yeah, I think it's Ox, and I'm not sure if it's even Alicia or Elisa. It's hard to tell. Yeah, it's spelled oddly. As Carrie, she's a soap opera actress. A lot of B movies. Also stars Zach Titus as Mike Dean. He's another B movie star. We're talking a lot about Mike Dean. Oh my god! And finally, Mark Lawson as Jason, another soap opera actor. So huge budget for this movie. Yeah, four sets, which I will say. Better than most of these movies used really well. Like usually it's so obvious. And this movie it's a little harder to tell. That they spent money at least on the house, whatever that cost. Well, it's filmed in California. So yeah. it, it goes away from our formula of Canadian shot movies. But it's filmed in like Bakersfield. Like they're nowhere near oh, yeah. LA. Yeah. Yeah. Bakersfield, um, the home of country music, by the way. The birth of country music. Oh, I know, right? Well you wouldn't think. No. Not I th- at all. I thought Zach not Zach Titus, the other guy, uh, Mark Lawson? Yeah, handsome guy. He looks like tiny Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, yeah. Like, if you just shrunk him down to, like, three-quarter size. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's he's a good-looking man. I'll give him that. Mark Lawson? Yeah, both of them, sure. (laughs) I mean, there's not a lot of actors in this movie in general. No, Uh, the the casting's very odd, I would say. Not odd. It it is. No, it's odd. odd. The mom is really good. She, she was good. She's a fucking uh, Hall of Famer. But the best friend was like uh, like a weird choice. I liked her, but yeah, her character. I liked was her, the... but she didn't fit to that town. I guess. Yeah, she felt, and she said something like, 
I mean, we can get into it, but because I have questions about her background, so we'll get into it later. But I, it, it, you're right; <laughs> it didn't fit. Right. Yeah, I, I, it's uh, and then all the secondary parts are are like people. You've I never tell you seen. who was not good. Oh yeah, was go the, the was the insurance claim agent. <laughs> you know who he looks like is a uh, Jackie Senior on Sopranos. Oh, Jackie April Senior. Yeah, yeah, Mike Mike Raspoli. Yeah, right. Yeah, Michael Raspoli. Sure. He was sure. he was actually supposed to be Tony Soprano originally. I know. Well, I listen. Me and Michael listen to uh, Talking Sopranos every week. I know you've been you've been regaling me with trivia. <laughs> it's it's awesome. It's so good. But he's a good actor. He's in a lot of stuff. And when I first saw it, I thought it was him in a mustache. I like got a funny mustache. I was like, oh, that's a good. I like this, but it wasn't. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was just some guy who looks like him. <laughs> All right. What else do you have for us? Uh, Ken. All right. So. Normally, oh, hold on, let me fire up the machine. Okay. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot to turn the engine on. I mean, it's very hot today, so it shouldn't take long. Or it's very no, humid anyway. So. You know. Yes. We're waiting for a storm. There's a storm a coming. You gotta get ready. I don't know if it's safe to fly through a thunderstorm. That's a great question. Or does it help? Well, we learned it. He goes back to the old west. That's true. Because, like, I think about it like the Bermuda Triangle. Like, you go in there and come out somewhere else. Well, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. You've but seen like the movie. No, I, well, <laughs> I'm not a fan of two and three, but. Well, no, but. I probably haven't seen. I don't think I've rewatched two or three, to be honest with you, since they came out. Oh, really? That's interesting. I mean, I've seen a handful of times. They're not. It's fine. That's always a bold claim. I mean, I'm sure I've seen parts of them on TV. Yeah, you it, haven't watched it start to finish. Yeah, probably. I ever sat down when I need to see Back to the Future three again. <laughs> I mean, no, the no third one, one actually isn't as bad. I, I don't think it's as bad as the second one. I bet they're probably both better than I remember. Well, the second one, they build it up that it's going to be all be in the future. It's in the future for 20 minutes. The rest of it's the, just the first movie again. Oh, but they retell it from like a different angle? I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah, they retell it that Biff is in control. Wow. Oh. That Donald Trump's in control, basically. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, people have been saying that. <laughs> and it's scary how true that is when you think, really think about it. Oh, my God. Right. what a f- That's fucking Just nightmares. casinos hit every neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, who was talking about this? Maybe it was on Doughboys. We were talking about how every gas station has a bar and casino in it or has like Kino and shit, like in Montana. Oh, God. Yeah. It's so weird. I know. I was like, huh. People are just bored. Yeah, there's nothing out there. Yeah. I get it. it is. You can't argue with that. Um, all right. So, normally when you go back only a couple of weeks, <laughs> it feels <laughs> like you're not going back very far. But this movie was released on March 13th, 2020, which was the day after I started my lockdown. Oh, so, wow. So... I've been home since this date, and it feels like a hundred years ago. And, and right, it, yeah, it, no exaggeration. So, and, and when you hear the things that were top of the box office of the charts, it'll feel like it. So uh, we'll start with we'll start with music. Now Bill, this is March twenty twenty. Correct. Okay. <laughs> so anything's possible. Um, what was number one? Stephanie Germanata, "Stupid Love." Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Lady Gaga, uh, Justin Bieber featuring Quavo with Intentions, Dua Lipa. I've heard, I mean I've heard of all these people. I guess uh, Dua Lipa. Don't start now, and Roddy Rich with the box. 
I'll go Dua Lipa. Uh, good guess. It's Roddy Rich the Box. Oh, okay. It makes right. as much sense as anything. It's a song about the old uh, video music box channel <laughs> that was called oh. The Box. No, it's sure. not. <laughs> yeah. I hope it is. I, I've never heard it. Is it about much music? Is he Canadian? Oh, maybe. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I can hear a little bit of it. I don't know. Let's see. I, I was mildly curious to hear. I it. know all these songs now because uh, I don't have XM anymore, so we listen to Z100 and stuff. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Air 92.3, K-Rock. It's not even like the top song for him. That's very odd. I don't even know which of these guys is the right guy. It's interesting. The box. Let's hear it. A little bit of the box, everybody. Yeah, I mean, I know I haven't heard it, but, you know. No, it's all right. Well, we can start a new segment uh, from based on uh, uh, Seven. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. The funniest moment for a movie that's not a comedy, I would say. <laughs> Except for maybe Silence of the Lambs, but, you know. <laughs> it's true. Th- those are both right up there. Uh, all right, so let's do movies. Okay. What was number one at the box office? So maybe the last week people were really going to the theater in a lot of places. Okay. At least on the East Coast. I'm probably in the South and West they were still going. Uh, is it I Still Believe, The Invisible Man, mm-hmm. Bloodshot, or Onward? I think, I don't know if Onward actually went in the theater. What is even Onward? I don't even know what it is. Onward's like a like a Pixar movie with uh, oh, that would Andy make, Dwyer, that Chris would make, Pratt. That would make sense. Okay. Um, yeah, he needs to be in another movie to make a lot of money. That's important. I mean, I don't know if that even came out, though. I mean, I'll guess Onward because it's a kid's movie. Yeah, you're correct. It's Onward. Yeah. $11.8 million. And then it came out on VOD like the same week or the week after. Yeah, I'm sure. Because that, decision. that was probably the first week it was out. I bet a lot of people who could still go went, and then they were like, oh, shit. We, yeah. should, we should probably put it on VOD so people stop going to the theater. Yeah. All right, so we're going to do two more real quick. Okay. Um, as you texted me early today, uh, Wilford Brimley has passed mm, from our mortal coil. R.I.P. to the legend, Wilford Brimley. Uh, so I'm going to give you some Wilford Brimley movies, and you're going to tell me which one, which one's, which one, oh my God, woo, woo, which one did the best at the box office. Okay. So we have in and out Okay. With Kevin Klein, yep. f- filmed mm-hmm. partially in Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. Oh, interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. Cocoon. Mm-hmm. Cocoon the Return. Mm-hmm. The Firm. Mm-hmm. And Hard Target. <laughs> Which one did the best or the worst? Uh, both. Let's go. Uh, top and bottom. T and B. <sighs> I, I saw I, I one of the right after you texted me the first thing I saw on Twitter this morning was JCVD saying uh, R.I.P. to Wilford Brimley, which made me made me smile. <laughs> the, the, the idea that those two are friends is funny to me. <laughs> I'll go the firm for the best. Yeah, by far, one hundred fifty-eight million dollars. Yeah, it was a monster movie. Domestic gross. This is domestic gross. I don't know if it's adjusted, but um, I'm assuming box office mojo. And I would assume too is Cocoon the Return. Yeah, eighteen point nine. For Cocoon, which I was a little surprised. I thought that would be a sequel that might do well, but yeah, because Cocoon, it, the original, seventy six million. Yeah, 
and they probably spent eight dollars making that. Like that probably cost nothing. Yeah, they had a. They needed a pool. Yeah, yeah, they needed a bright light to make it seem like they were like morphing or whatever the fuck. <laughs> what a weird movie that is. <laughs> it's fucking weird. <laughs> that would be a good one for a feature presentation. I feel uh, like. Yeah, I I can't believe it's, if it's not on there. Because I've seen it a hundred times. <laughs> I was going to say, another movie where, as a nine-year-old child, I, <laughs> I watched 50 times, had nothing to do with me. Yeah. Well, it's like that. It's like nothing in common, too. I've seen that a million times, and I saw that when I was nine or ten. What did I know right. about fucking these fraught relationships in, like, advertising? <laughs> it was amazing. Um, all right, so the last category, television. So, these are always hard to find, so... We'll go with what was the highest rated HGTV show Ooh, of 2016? Like so 16. Yeah, yeah, it didn't have up to date. I'll give you some choices. Yeah. Um, and so this is based on our theme today: the killer contract or killer contractor, not the killer. Contractor. <laughs> right. Because it's important because there's more than one, or possibly more than one. Uh, so we have the classics, right? Property Brothers, mm-hmm. Flip or Flop, mm-hmm. Fixer Upper, mm-hmm. House Hunters International. Mm-hmm. Enlisted Sisters. So it's the highest? Yeah. What's number? Six, what was number one for the year? I, I would say Fixer Upper. Absolutely correct. Number one. <laughs> there's there's few things I know in this world. I know. That's why I did it. I was like, Kettle will enjoy this. He'll know the <laughs> answer. HGTV is one of them. Yeah, yeah. By the uh, way, they just had a commercial of uh, the new season of Love It or List. It's coming out in August. My favorite HGTV show. I mean, show. it is the best. It is probably the one I, I would... I don't watch <laughs> HGTV, but I would probably watch that. Oh. Okay. I was talking to we were watching it last night. I told Aid, I'm like, honestly, I would just watch them driving around in the car. I don't need the the show about the fixing up of the house. But that's see, the chemistry is so awesome. Exactly, and that's every show, right? Like, you want to spend time with the people on the show. It's not necessarily the because like the concept will get boring no matter what. Right. Right. Like this is why we're losing listeners because the idea of this podcast is great, <laughs> and then they listen to fifty of them. They go like, Do I need to hear those guys say anything else? Probably not. Which is true. I mean, look at all the people in our lives who don't want to hear us talk again. No. It's a high number. I would say most people that know us don't listen to this. Oh, absolutely not. It's the people who don't <laughs> see us that much who listen. They're like, ah, oh, you know, I, I haven't seen Kenny in a while, you know. <laughs> I'll to hear his gibberish. All right, Ken, we'll head back. To the, we'll, head back all right. we'll head forward four months or whatever. Which is crazy. I know. More than four months. Good to see the boys, though. Time traveling agent, not a lot to do at the moment. <laughs> or does he have a lot to do? I don't know. I guess that's true. He could travel through time. Is he trying to fix this before it happens? That's a great question. I don't know. He's going to China. China. <laughs> China. <laughs> An adult man talks like that. I mean, just regardless of anything else you think, a human adult speaks like that. <laughs> it doesn't have any kind of known speech impediment. He's just saying it that way. Because I, I wouldn't make fun of him if he had like a real issue. It's not funny, but like, no. just saying it. <laughs> I I don't understand. I mean, I understand, but I don't understand. It's then you weird. add virus on top of that. It's like China virus. Yeah, like he says it like we're not going to understand the words. Like they're hard to pronounce words. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> It's so weird. It's so weird. Oh, God. Okay. What a world. So are we ready to get into it? Oh, I'm ready. I'm very ready. All I'm, right. I, I'm, I'm psyched for this one. Me too. 
all right, we open up in a suburban neighborhood. Like, all of these open up exactly the same. It's great. All the cold opens are the same. Yeah, this is like a nice neighborhood, a nice house. Somebody's uh, bringing into an old man's house. He lives alone. The old man searches the house, see what's up. It's a prowl. We see a prowler holding a wrench. <laughs> uh, the prowler has removed the screws from the railing on the second floor. The old man falls down the stairs to his death. Uh, so already within the first two minutes, it's this is asking a lot of questions, I would say. Yeah. Like, why? Who? <laughs> who? Who is that? Well, and I don't like, know what's going on. Right. And so one, these movies always have people sleeping way more comfortably and soundly than people sleep. Like that guy was perfectly folded with his arms over the comforter like this. Yeah. No one sleeps like that. No one sleeps like no. that. It, it's and the and idea that he's like dead these? asleep. You know, he, they're coming in at three a.m. and this is how he hasn't rolled over once. He hasn't. Come on. And uh, do you screw in railings? I don't think so. Can. I, I have a number of questions. So, <laughs> one, do you screw... And if you do, that's a cheap railing, right? Right. That's shit. Yeah. Because the only thing you would have to screw in possibly, right, would be like a plate into the floor to hold the railing. You wouldn't screw the, like... Do you know what I mean? No, like, not the banister. Not the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it breaks at the top. It's so stupid. Where do the screws even go in? I think they go in the bottom. But still... But, like, what are they so saying dumb. in the movie? Where do they go in? I think on the bottom. Oh. And if you unscrew them as as the killer contractor, why wouldn't you just pick up the screws? Well, just right. take them with you. I, okay, so... Then you leave the screws just laying there. It's so stupid. Right, because like, the guy's going to find it and be like, why are there screws here? Yeah. All day long. That guy's nothing to do. He's retired. He's just putzing around the house. In a huge house. Yeah, and he has to go up those stairs at least five times a day. Right. Like, the chances of him not noticing, unless he did it like... So let's just say... The guy breaks in, he, he unscrews it right then, mm-hmm. and then leaves the screws, only to then pick them up when they fall on the floor after he falls. But he doesn't even do that. No, he does. When he leaves, he grabs them. Oh. But he doesn't oh, okay. do it when he, he first does it for no reason. Yeah. So if you're going to unscrew it and take the screws, why don't you just take it when you unscrew it? Yeah, why are you going to walk over a, a corpse? <laughs> or like, you, the, you ever drop a screw on the ground try to find it? It's a pain in the ass. In the dark? Yeah. <laughs> I have so many. So why is this the plan, right? Like so they. So now by the end of the movie, we know they've hired they've hired a killer to do this. Yeah, a killer contract. Right, right. Of course. And he's supposed to frame Mike Dean. I think that's the idea, right? Is that Mike Dean will? Except for the mom doesn't get the money if Mike Dean is in jail, right? That was the longest sigh of you. You stared into the I, distance I, for a good five seconds. I have just nothing went. to say. That makes too much sense. Like, I don't know why he's... Yeah, be, wouldn't it just be a mur- considered a murder and nobody gets paid out? Right, because if he gets caught, you frame them. And if he doesn't get caught, why did you have to go well, through the trouble of making it look like a contractor? No, I think that the point was it was supposed to look like an accident. Why that, then? Because how do you... like? Okay, so my scenario is, why didn't he just wait for the guy to get up at some point and just push him down the and stairs. And just push him down the stairs because then you know he's dead. Right? Or you, yeah, you you're no in control, evidence. right? You don't have to worry about him. Because all what you're waiting for is you've basically made a mousetrap. Yeah. And you're waiting around for hours. Well, this I don't know if you noticed, but this movie's full of booby traps. <laughs> I mean, I did. And it's actually what's good about it is if it's a movie about a killer contractor, you need to set traps. I get that. 
Like that this makes movie, sense. To you me. know, this movie is just Home Alone, right? <laughs> yeah, of course, it's so good. <laughs> anyway, I just like if you're that well, guy. No, I, no, that's the plan, not to frame Mike Dean. Okay. It's, to, it's for the, de- the the father to look like an action, and he he accidentally fell down the stairs okay. and killed. That makes know, sense. Died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. But but the killer contractor is counting on him to lean against right. the rail. Why? And like ask who's there. He he almost does like like Chris Pratt in a in a Zero Dark Thirty. He like kind of tries to trick him by like kind of making noise and like tries to yeah. get him to lean over rather than walk down the stairs. Right. But what are the chances that you could predict that? Do you know what I mean no, like you can't. yeah? It's impossible. Okay. So you just so you just stay in the bathroom. You like kind of half shut the door. He gets up. You shove him real hard, right? Or you, or you yeah. put something in his way to trip him. The movie hasn't even started yet. <laughs> I know. I have a lot of questions. It could be here three hours. It gets more logical as we go along. I, does I would, it? I would argue it does. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So he leaves the screws. Okay. Makes no so sense. So now we're in the big city, which ends up being San Francisco. Uh, a, wo- a woman is painting colors. Pe- appears to be a children's book series. Uh, the mm. old man that fell down the stairs is the woman's father. The police call her and tell her uh, he's dead. Not shaken up at all. Yeah, that whole sequence is insane. Like she just killed a bug. Like that's the amount of emotion she shows. Yeah, they called and told her that her pizza's going to be late. <laughs> right. Like Domino, Domino's let her know. Her, I, her her daughter wakes up. She tells the daughter. Daughter's not shaken up either. Nope. Doesn't. Well, no. So. I have a lot of questions about the first five minutes have are the most, I think for me where I'm just like, what is going on? So number one, is that what the mom would really do to make that book? Oh, paint her own watercolor. Yeah. No. Okay. Cause I'm like, first of all, once you draw the drawings, you have all the, you have all the ones you need. You just be manipulating them on a computer, right? You wouldn't be like actually watercolor painting them. Yeah. You're not drawing them freehand, painting them, submitting them. Like, no, that's insane. Not not for, like, because it seems like she's, like, a best-selling author. It's not like she's just doing these at, like, the farmer's market. You know what I mean? Where Like, you could imagine if she was self-publishing. Okay. Right. No, she's she's living, like, in the most expensive city in America, like. In her own In house. a nice place. Yeah. yeah. So, like, she's, you know, she's like Dr. Seuss or whatever. Not quite that level, but. Yeah, know. but, like, right. Successful. Yeah. I don't know who draws whatever the fuck kids look at today, but, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I just was like, why would she be, unless she was, like drafting i guess maybe like the next story but like how hard are the stories no, like i a... think she draws the cover art like i think that's what we're meant to believe oh uh, okay all right that was stupid which um, is stupid <laughs> and wouldn't they send a cop to her house why would they call her directly don't they um, don't they always break the news they come to your house and say like they call no, it the I local think they might call if it's like in that town like if she's his emergency contact not the break... i don't think they're going to call the sfpd to go to her house like... see i feel like they would that's interesting. I don't okay. know. All right. I mean, it's no, all right. So it's clear that I'm, it's not obvious then. That's fair. I mean, the, the officer that called her had no taft either. He's like, oh, yeah, your dad's dead. Well, right. I guess that's kind of what I'm saying is if the point of calling for the local place is that they'll be like, they know the guy or whatever, you know. It's also a weird yeah. thing where she like grew up in this town, doesn't seem to know anybody, but everybody knows each other, but then they don't know each other. Right. So that was, uh, okay. Yeah, we, we can get into it, but I, I but I wanted to, like, but with the cop, right? Like, you can imagine a cop calling being like, you know, it's Detective Barry from blah, blah, blah. Like, she would know who it was because, like, it's a small town. Like, I feel uh, like if a Ringwood cop called you today and said something about your dad, there's a good chance you might know their name. I actually, I only know a handful, but it's possible. 
Yeah, or they would at least say, I don't know. I, I just feel like it was a very strangely... F- it's tough <laughs> to tell, like, how small that town is. That's true. Because, they, like... Right. Like, Jason and Mike kind of knew each other, but they didn't. Well, but remember, Jason's not supposed to know who Mike is because he's the contractor. So we don't know that he's pretending not to know Mike the whole time. True. Okay. But, but you're Fair right. Enough. He does act like he doesn't know him or isn't from the town. But, yeah. they, but they say the guy made his money as the hardware store. Like, he owns the hardware store in town, right? Like, a thing that only happens yeah. in small towns. Okay. Fair. Yeah, that's you know, true. He, he owned Promart, essentially. <laughs> Before Lowe's so and Home Perry Depot. is the mom. Uh, she ends up, we find out that she was estranged from her father. She explains to her daughter that her father was keeping secrets. Uh, we obviously don't know what they are yet. Now we're at Carrie's father's funeral. A man in black jeans and a shirt looks on from the distance at the funeral. That ends up being Mike Dean. Uh, now we're at the father's home. Is Carrie is with a real estate agent and wants to sell the dad's house. Uh, a contractor shows up in a white pickup truck. It's the mystery man from the funeral who's Mike Dean, as we learned. He just pops over to see if she needs any work done. I, I I didn't know contractors just did cold calls. Like but, I learned that in this movie. But that was part of the thing about the small town. Is it like, oh, he's like, I knew your dad. I worked in the house. Like it was kind of believable that everybody was aware this guy died, and that it was like, you know, tragic or whatever that he fell down the stairs, and that. I, so one is the little girl's like, I miss my dad too, and then the mom's like, you know, he's not coming back, and I'm like, well, do you mean like he just like ran out, or is it that they're, like. You know, you can get divorced and the dad can still be in her life. I don't sure. Know. She said, no, it, I think he was. Okay, because it, it sounded like a very, the way she said it to her, it just felt very like, mm, that's very final. Like, maybe the guy will come back. He's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I felt she didn't want her to get her hopes up. That's what I kind of took. From okay. Her. Like, don't count on the deadbeat dad coming back. Yeah. That whole conversation was just very unemotional, which is, you know, because they're bad actors. Yeah, the girl. I actually thought the little girl was all right. Yeah, she was fine. She She, was all right. She kind of looks like the mom, which is not always the case. Yeah, that scene with the fan was amazing acting. Yeah, that was it. Was like she did good. I know good eyeball acting. Yeah, where she's like eyeball acting. Yeah, she's like where she hears it but doesn't really hear it. Um, (laughs) what you're right. I know exactly what you mean. I, I I wrote it down. I was like, damn, that was good. Like I believed it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Mike was friends. Uh, we find out Mike was friends with the father. He did some work at the house. Mike tells Carrie they went to high school together, and then she remembers him. Uh, no, Mike knows a creepy amount of uh, Carrie's family history. Yeah. And Mike said the work would take about two weeks to complete at the house to get it ready to sell. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff in that conversation, and, and they do a good job setting up Mike as a fucking weirdo. Like, they really they do. do a good job they, laying they, the groundwork. This is... A lifetime movie that knows what it's doing. Yeah, yeah. They were like, we need the one thing we have to get right, if nothing else is right, is this guy has to be believable as the killer the whole time. He has the driest lips and driest skin of yeah. anyone I've ever he seen. He has the lip he has the lip face thing where you can't tell where one ends and one begins. Right. That like weird like coloration that I guess like I don't know, like half gingers. Lips have. manless. <laughs> <laughs> and like <laughs> I don't know. It's she talks to him like he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, he's revealing these things about the past, but trying not to reveal how he knows them. It's like, oh, I knew your father. You know, but, like, not saying, like, you know, we're Jedi and we like all how? know each other. Yeah, it's very weird. But, um, yeah, you're right. Like, she knows nothing of this town, and she grew up there. Yeah, like, she ran away at 18 or something. Yeah. Which they could have played up more, because she does say, like, I had kind of a strained relationship. My mom told me there were secrets, which is weird. The mom on her deathbed says there's a secret, but I'm not going to tell you. 
Yeah, just fucking tell her. Yeah, it's a deathbed confession. Like, confess it. Like, you didn't do anything right. wrong. It's the dad. Well, throw him under the bus. Who yeah, cares? Exactly. Right. Like, ask your I father. Like, like, she's going to go into a sleepover. It's like, what? Uh, so while Carrie is talking, well, oh, sorry. While Carrie's walking Mike, Mike out of the house, the realtor comes over and offers her a full price for the house. She wants to buy it herself. Uh, Carrie accepts and Mike does not look pleased. Mike heads home. He lives with his mom. Uh, she's very gruff and mean to him. She asks if he brought <laughs> home any money. Uh, she looks disappointed in him. They, they do the great thing. Which he apparently any- was obsessed with Carrie in high school. Go ahead. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Like the, they do the great thing that movies do when they want you to know the kid has a fucked up childhood. He comes home and calls her mother. It's like mother. <laughs> I'm just like, Oop, oh, sure. Not a good sign. Not a good sign. Yeah, he has photos of her. Right. Yeah, he has like a box of mementos yeah, about he has her. Photos of her. Uh, he said, and the mom says he shouldn't see her anymore. Uh, now we're with <laughs> boy. Now we're with the realtor at her house, her <laughs> her, her current home, and a killer has snuck into the house. Uh. I yelped like four times in this movie, and this is one of them. Like yeah, I laughed. At it was up. it was so good. So the realtor who lives alone grabs a bottle of champagne uh, to celebrate her buying the house. She goes to flip on the switch and gets electrocuted, and like, like a cartoon. And what's great is she walks into the room and the lights. It, there's no lights on. It's like it's such a strange right. scene where when you turn the light on first in the kitchen, then go into the fridge and then pour the. Of course. It, I'm like, turn a fucking light on. It's so weird. The first thing you do when you go inside in a dark house is you turn the light on and make sure there's no people or critters in there. And I thought it was weird, like that. Carrie didn't question the realtor coming back within like a half hour the day her dad died to buy the house. Like that just seems so sketchy. Like, well, or very ghost. That wasn't. Yeah, I, I can see Maybe I'm wrong. that happening. Like realtors are cutthroat at times. I thought she was a good actress too, though. Like she was, you, she did a good job being legit excited about the house. And yeah. by the way, she did not need a contractor. This is the one thing that this movie makes no sense. That entire house is up. The to house date. was fine. It is up to date for a seventy-two-year-old man. Spend money. Yeah. She walks around the house like, oh, we need stuff done. You look at that kitchen; it has like a Viking fridge. Or whatever, Viking Range. You're like, yeah. what the fuck are <laughs> yeah. we talking about? Like, And they're like fixing stuff in the attic? Like, who gives a <laughs> right. shit about the attic? It's already a finished attic. There's nothing. To, if, in fact, Mike Dean even says there's nothing to do up there. He's like, I just was checking the duct work. I, yeah. So the the idea she needed a contractor was very, very... like Again, they could have just made the house shitty. like Let alone a killer contractor. Right. Or, just right. Make, or make the house like out of date, right? There's a lot of carpet. There's a lot of like... Uh, goldenrod yeah, right. appliances well, yeah. or whatever, you know. <laughs> One last thing, Ken, before you move on. Yeah, sure. They keep pronouncing her name so strangely that I cannot get over it. Carrie? So, no, her last name. Oh. So it's spelled like McLeod, M C L E O D, like Gavin McLeod. Sure. But they keep calling her McLeod as if they all, <laughs> like, they wrote it phonetically and they just couldn't. <laughs> Or they're just too stupid. Like, one person made a mistake, and they're like, we're not going back to film that scene. So now her name is McLeod. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it drove me insane, because that's no... I've never heard that... episode of The Office. It's just movie. <laughs> right. It just... No one has ever pronounced it that way in the world. All right. <laughs> McLeod. Right? Like, why? Why? Are you Carrie McLeod? <laughs> no, I'm Carrie McLeod, motherfucker. <laughs> Ugh. So the killer messed with the electrical box and booby-trapped the light switch to the electrocutor. Uh, she, so now she can't buy the, buy the house. 
Later that night, Mike is sitting outside the house spying on Carrie. He's obsessed with her. Uh, so, listen, so this also got me, too. So she calls Mike the next morning to help, to, to help her out. Tells about the realtor with, again, no emotion. Like, yeah. Hey, remember the realtor that was here yesterday? Yeah, she's fucking dead. Nothing. It was like, yeah, the realtor's dead. Sad news. Yeah, she's like, well, I thought I was selling, but I guess I'm not, so I'm going to need your help. Like, what? Yeah. What a maniac. Yeah, she... I agreed. Like, I don't know. I don't. She clearly was directed to act that way, but like, you needed. She's like a Rome knockoff, right? She's like an Elizabeth Rome knockoff. Yes. Like she's got like the ice queen, like very pretty, but also very distant. Has yeah. like this kind of reserved way about her, which is okay. But like, they never give her a backstory to explain it. They should have made her blind. I mean, it would have made more sense that she needed a contractor to fix up the house. Right. Put it a fucking, you know, some braille shit around. Like <laughs> I, Or the contractor is just like pretending to fix stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's in the background just <laughs> Oh yeah. He <laughs> just <laughs> calling pretending to call Home Depot. Oh. So uh now a different guy pulls up in a pickup truck. <laughs> he's also a contractor. <laughs> And offers to help as well. They're uh, like they're like ambulance how many chasers. Contractors are gonna cold call her. They're like ambulance chasers. They hear about an accident, and they run <laughs> yes. to the house to fix it. <laughs> oh shit! I heard someone needs a railing fix. They're just racing in like it's a <laughs> like five points. The gang's trying to get to put out yes. the fire. <laughs> Carrie oh. uh, likes what she sees. Invites him inside for yeah, a look. He's he's hunky. Carrie gets a call. It's her father's attorney. They have some business to discuss, but she can't right there and then. Jason tells her to give him a call, and she invites him to a party she's having. Meanwhile, he looks up in the attic uh, and says there's nothing wrong up there. So he, he has access to the attic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He later. already he, – yeah, he's in there pretty quickly, but they do – again, very well done. Like, you don't really yeah, you notice don't think it. he's up to any nefarious and, and you don't even think about he's doing anything weird to look up there as part of the contractor stuff. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, right. could, you could imagine him going, like, I need to get into this. You need to unlock this. You're like, what? Because then he comes down. He's like, yeah, there's nothing wrong. Ken, I have a question for you. Sure. How how many days does this movie take place over? Ooh. Well, I think from the time she hires Mike to the time she fires him is like a week. Okay, you're right. Yeah, it's about a week because she because when the lawyer calls, he says, "I'll meet you on Thursday." So meaning it couldn't have been more than a week before she finds out all that stuff that the lawyer tells him. Right. I think it happens over like a week to ten days, the okay. whole thing. Which again, if you think about it, is a lot of traumatic shit for a short amount of time. Oh yeah. Like for a small town Absolutely. to have two people die like that. It's true. Which no one investigates, by the way, that death. No one. Then no one even says like, "Oh, I can't believe she got electrocuted by this house. It's brand new." <laughs> True. <laughs> Did you get excited too for the prospect of photos with photos pasted on them? Because there's a huge box of when black I, and white photos with saw, holes cut I out. Like, yeah, when I saw Mike Dean had all those pictures, I'm like, oh please, paste <laughs> <laughs> his face on one of these guys. <laughs> and you know what made no sense is that some of them just had holes cut out of the pictures. Do you know what I mean? Like, you would pick them up and it would just be like a big chunk taken out, but it wasn't yeah. clear it was a head or another person. It just looked like like they had walls or something, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, sure. So weird. And oh, and the Photoshop of them in high school is so bad. Oh, my God. It, it's so, ugh. If for anybody who's curious, 1755 is the timestamp. <laughs> yeah, 17 I, minutes into the movie. I had to pause because I was like, this is so hilariously bad. Ugh. All right, go ahead. Okay. That's fine. So, uh, uh, so she she invites Jason to a party she's having. I don't know why she's having a party. Right. It's been it's been less than a week since her father died. It's not really awake, 
right? It's just like a party. It's just a party, like a house party. Like, like a coming home, like she come, came home and all these people she used to know show like up. Like a kid and play house party. Yeah, I saw Martin Lawrence in the background. Right. I thought it was weird this so, movie was directed by Reginald Hudlin. <laughs> director of House Party. So right. we uh, we meet uh, her friend. Her friend stops by. I forget her friend's name. I just called her the friend. Yeah, she was um, awesome, though. Yeah, and it's an old friend from high school. Uh, her friend sees Jason and says he's delicious, which yeah, that... always bothers me as someone that saw a way to describe another person. I did enjoy it, though, that she like came right in and was like, you got to get up back on the horse, baby. <laughs> this, this is yeah. the one. Uh, Mike shows up, and her friend is not happy to see him. Uh, the friend informs Carrie that Mike has been in love with her since high school. While Mike is in the attic looking at Duckwork, he hears them talking about him downstairs. Oh, yeah, that was great. Saying he's weird. Uh, Carrie talks to her friend about her dad's secrets. Carrie finds a bunch of cash checks from her dad made out to Mike Dean. Right. So th- this is the moment where the movie should have changed, right? Like, that is so obviously a red flag. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. cause there's one for every month and they're like $1,000. You know what I mean? So, like, who needs that much contracting work? Yeah. Because he right. says, you and know, I need to make sense now that we know what it is, but right. But you could imagine that raising some red flags of like, is this guy just taking my dad for a ride here? Well, that's like, why, like, was the dad senile yeah. and just like kept giving him money? That's what I thought at first. So they do a good job with like not no, you're giving right. it away. What's going on? No, I, I when I first watched it, I was legit surprised, or I or, or like I started to think like, huh, I wonder what's up with the mom. And then when they, the reveal is really good. So yeah. with the best friend, she's either okay. a flight attendant or a pilot. Because she says I had to, you know, I had to fly for work, and I or, or my route was like, I can't remember, to like New York City and then back, which I, I, she had to miss the funeral. Oh yeah, okay. So, but she drives a Lexus SUV and doesn't appear to be married. So, like, either she's independently wealthy, or there's something else going on there. Well, she could be a pilot. Yeah, but even pilots don't get pilots, paid that pilots well. Make bank. No, yeah, they do. You got to be like they, an international to make money, man. I'm telling you. If she's doing cross no, country, yeah. maybe. Uh, but I mean, she can lease a car. I guess that's true. It just seemed like out of her range. SUVs like four hundred bucks. All right, fair enough. It just seems surprising that she didn't have a shittier car. I could see her having like a one bedroom or a loft, but having a really nice car. She seemed like that type of girl. Which is interesting because if you're out of town all the time, like why would you even have a car? Or like you know why wouldn't you just have like a fucking Prius or maybe something? Maybe she's doing a regional flight from like yeah. John Wayne Airport to Vegas. Yeah, those regionals, though, don't pay. So, anyway. No, but I'm saying, like, yeah. she could have a... I mean, I think we're going a little too far into this. <laughs> Ken, if there's a motto of the cyber bullies, it's, I think we're going a little too far with this. I mean, I know we love discussing what people, how much money they make in these movies. <laughs> well, I'm just always curious, because you were raising the question earlier, like, who is she? And it's it just feels like she's isn't as wealthy as she well, seems or something. Like, if, if this were a TV show... Does she say she works for airlines? She could have just flying, been flying for business. It didn't sound like that the way she said it. I, I could oh, be okay. wrong, but like... No, that's, I mean, I didn't really pay attention that no, much. No, it's, that it's fair. I might I might have just assumed, given that she was she's like... she's like, you know, an architect. Yeah, well, that's the only other job. <laughs> I mean, she's like tall and attractive, so I guess I just maybe assumed she's a flight attendant the way she said it, but, right. you know, yeah. that, that's not fair either, though. Um, right. But she's awesome, so, yeah, fair oh, enough. Oh, yeah, she was great. Um, Where are we here? Uh, now it's later. Uh, oh, Mike's mom finds the box of pictures of Carrie. She wants them to get rid of them as Mike is obsessed. Now it's later that night at Carrie's party. Jason shows up and they're flirting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the daughter tells Carrie that she wants to stay and live at the house permanently. She doesn't want to move back to San Francisco. Carrie agrees and they decide to stay there. What do you think is the plan here? Do you think the plan involved him seducing her or was he just supposed to kill her? And he was going to just fuck her just because. Her. 
I think it was, yeah, I think that was just part of the way he was. Okay. So he was just taking a bonus out. I think he wanted to get close so he could set it up as an accident again, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Because that's what he tries to do at the end, right? He tries to kill them via fire or inhalation. You know, yeah, yeah, it's not clear what that is, but yeah, I guess it's carbon monoxide. Yeah, I think. I'm not sure what he put under the vents. <laughs> yeah, it was very odd. Very odd. Uh, next day, Mike almost had the courage to ask Curry out, or at least that's what I thought he was doing. Yeah, yeah, he's but about I to think he reveal was going something. To talk to her about right. Uh, Curry goes to inspect the attic. Where <laughs> the second part. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Curry goes to inspect the attic where Mike is working. She walks over a loose floorboarding, crashes through the living room ceiling onto the coffee table. This really has to be seen to be believed. <laughs> and Ed isn't hurt. Like no, she it's, gets... the same, it, it's the same stuntman that Donna Martin fell down the stairs. <laughs> the 200-pound man. It was so funny. Like and her face is really good when they when they show her falling. Like she goes, like it's a really good acting job. But oh my god! Yeah. But so there's the, uh... there's no doctors in this movie, by the way. Like, the EMT, who should have been played by Richard Romanis, checks on her and uh, says she's okay. And I was like, okay, after she plunged through a ceiling and landed on her back? Like, they're not going to take her to go to the hospital yeah. make sure she has no internal bleed. <laughs> right, or like a fucking like broken arm or knee or like ligaments torn. Or he's like, oh, if you, you know, yeah, get a yeah, headache, go to the hospital? No, what? Yeah, you take her. Precautionary measures. Yeah, that, it's a cover-your-ass situation for sure. Right. Uh, Carrie's asking Mike about the floorboards and he goes crazy on her. He, he runs, thinks she's accusing him. He, he runs out and leaves and he's backing out. He crushes their mailbox. He <laughs> runs out of there like a little kid who pissed his pants. He he runs like, <laughs> like it's so funny. Yeah. He's so good at so being true. shamed. It's so funny. And That's like, what great. is she worried about? He's He walks in the room and he has like the planer in his hand. <laughs> like he's going to hit her over the head with that. It's so weird. I, I know. I know. Oh. <sighs> Uh, so the next day, uh, later that night, Carrie comes home and thinks someone is in the house. Uh, the back door is open. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the part. Jason shows up and starts talking to Carrie. She asks Jason if he can come work, work on the house because she doesn't trust Mike anymore. Uh, Mike sees him talking from across the street and is not happy. Later that night, Carrie comes home and thinks there's someone in the house. The back door is open and there is somebody in the house, but they don't really do anything. Uh, next day, Carrie is woken up early by Mike working in the house. Carrie calls Jason, asks him to come over immediately. Uh, Mike comes in the office and asks her if her father tucked her in at night. It's like super <laughs> creepy. And he does like the thing you often see like psychos in the movie. It's like they're they're asked to leave or to not come back, and then they're immediately there at six a.m. doing something they're not supposed to do. Correct. It's such yeah. it's such a good move. It's it's very scary. Yeah. Power move. Yeah. She fires Mike, and, and Mike flips out. He tells Carrie that he's her brother. So that's like the bombshell he's been waiting to to tell her, which I kind of figured out like at the scene before. Yeah, you start to realize he's not in love with her as a sexual, yeah, or at least he's he, not supposed to be. Hmm. He just wants to be close to her, but then it's like, well, what other reason would it be? Yeah. Uh, Jason gets there and confronts Mike. He leaves in a hurry uh, as an insurance agent pulls in. <laughs> this guy was one of the worst actors I've ever seen in any. I, I kind of loved it. It kind of felt like they hired a real insurance agent. Uh, I'd rather John Reesmandel go in there. He would the he would have delivered those lines just as poorly. <laughs> the insurance claims agent says they shouldn't have repaired the banister. He says he needs to investigate more before they could pay out the claim. Uh, Mike comes home and tells his mom he's been fired. He, he says he told Carrie that he was her brother. After Jason finishes work for the day, he decides to stay and bake an apple pie. Like, what? 
Who does that? Well, yeah, he of sh- all things. It's not like let's go get ice cream. Yeah. Let's go get something to eat. No, yeah. I'm gonna stay here. I brought apples. Yeah, yeah I, I brought, brought a bag apples. of apples. I brought apples go put and a the, crust. Go put these in a bowl. He made the crust, I, Ken. I know. It's insane to it, me. It's a nice hot summer day. Let's turn the oven on and make a make a pie. Insane part number three. As Curry goes to preheat <laughs> the oven, the gas line is loose, and she's opening the door, and a fireball explodes her back and knocks her onto an island. It looked like a flamethrower from World War II. <laughs> it was it, the flame had to be fourteen feet. It goes so far, and she wakes up, not a burn on her face. No, and she opened it like this. It should have yeah. been her eyebrows should have been singed Gone. at the very least. She should have looked like powder. <laughs> yeah after that she's like bending spoons and shit Ugh. but this is now what i don't understand after talking to you about it is mike's the one that did it he loosened the a, a, a gas line did he, he? killed himself yeah he's the one that obviously did that see i think it's jason it has to be right or jason i meant sorry yeah yeah, yeah. okay Jason's yeah. in the kitchen yeah he could have killed himself yeah he's an idiot <laughs> okay <laughs> I mean, maybe his thinking was, if I'm in the room and I don't die, then they can't accuse me of it, right? I guess, but like big risk. Well, they all should have been that. It should have exploded. Like the amount of gas that probably came out in that flame. Yes, the fact that nobody was hurt is insane. I mean, the gas line's still loose when the fireball goes off. It's not like there's not more gas pouring into there. Yeah, I guess we're supposed to assume that Jason knows what to do. Question mark. He like goes in and like. Puts his oh, mouth right. over it yeah, to keep it from true. coming out or whatever. <laughs> but they don't. But again, they don't go to the hospital. A, a fireball shoots out of an oven into her face after and, she just fell through a ceiling. And they do not go to the hospital, and they never get that pie. That's true. I pie never went in the oven. That was what I was like. Well, I thought for sure we'd never see the hospital because I'm like, well. Maybe it's a budget thing, so they're just never going to go to the hospital. But then, like, 10 minutes later, we're in the hospital. Yeah, because that's where Mike's mom's work. So why which not? Which would have set up a whole other thing that they could have tried to kill Carrie. Maybe. Exactly. Like, have her in the hospital, and now the mom is in control. She's the captain now. <laughs> right. I. <laughs> and yet, this movie was fucking great. Like, it's oh, so it. stupid that she doesn't go to the doctor to be burned in the face with a fireball. And falling through a ceiling. <laughs> But the fireball is more egregious to me because her face is in the oven where the fire comes from. It's not like she turned and it got her back of her head even. It was a direct hit <laughs> in Battleship. <laughs> not a scratch. Not a fucking scratch. He like no. he like he wraps up her arm. Jason wraps up her arm, I guess, for some burns, presumably, which would have been anyway. I mean oh. she wore that fireball like a cream pie, like <laughs> In like three stooges. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it might as well have been the three stooges getting hit with a sledgehammer and nothing happens. It's right. ridiculous. Okay, so the cops go to check on Mike because he's a suspect now and his mom covers for him so he's not home. Or maybe he wasn't home. Uh Carrie stops by the lawyer and he informs Carrie that Mike is his her brother, for sure. The will was amended to leave everything to Carrie, but the dad didn't uh sign it. Uh originally had Mike in the will. Right. So the dad changed the will to have everything left to carry, but he never signed it, so it's not legal. Later that day, the daughter is in the bedroom watching her iPad. <laughs> the fan is loose above her bed. It comes loose and just misses her, but decapitates her stuffed elephant. 
which was just I, another thing I can't describe, but was amazing. <laughs> but like that's the kind of thing I love that they do that is unrealistic but funny. Like the the flame right. thing is stupid. Like why have that, right? But cutting the head off of the elephant doesn't hurt anybody. Like that's kind of absurd, but also I don't know. It didn't feel oh, that, as you know what I mean. There's not the flame. The the the, the a fan doesn't have sharp edges. Right. But it's funny to see that happen. Whereas like you see your main character get burned to the face. Like you feel like, come on, she's burned in the face. <laughs> like we can't I pretend know. that didn't happen. What you, so the co- sorry, to, I want to go back to the insurance agent oh, or, sure, no, or the lawyer. Sorry. Yeah. So he calls her, they go to meet and they don't meet in his office. Why? They meet in the street. Yeah. They stand on a corner. And as this man reveals to her that she has a secret brother. Yeah, like like the most important news she'll probably ever receive in her life. Yeah, they're just standing on a street corner. At which point, the insurance agent walks up and also enters the conversation. Oh, that was. A oh no, that's the cop. Sorry, that's, that's when the, the detective cops. is there. Sorry, it's still fucking crazy. No one's meeting inside ever. It was so hilarious now that you describe it that way. The insurance agent's like, "Hey guys, I got some new evidence." Oh, I was just getting a froyo. Yeah, I just don't get why. Again. Some scenes are inside and some are not. Like, why not just make one room in that house into an office and then they can film in there as if it's an office? But the lawyer had an office. He called her from an office. <laughs> right? So, like, what's going on? Did, did he think she'd take it better outside? Like, uh, maybe some fresh air will help her. I don't know. And and the lawyer says, I've never met Mike. They live they in live a tiny... In the same town. Like, this is the yeah. kind of shit... Like, why would you... Uh, I... But he knows everything about him. Right. He knows he's a secret love child. Mm-hmm. Everybody lives. He still lives in town and is a contractor. So, like, contractors get their work on word of mouth. So, at the sure. very least, he would, like, know. It just feels like he would have come in contact with him somewhere sometime. Oh, God. It's great. It's absurd. Um, okay. So, the cop, uh, the cops come to check on Harry's house, but there's nothing they can do to arrest Mike. Not enough evidence. Next day, Jason shows up with coffee. Uh, and new locks for the doors. Yeah. Harry gets a call from the police to come in. As they leave the house, Mike is hiding out and sees Jason working in the house. The same time her friend drives by and sees Mike stalking. Yeah. Mike takes off and the friend follows him. (laughs) Harry, that whole sequence is just insane. Yeah, it's really funny. Harry meets with the cops and the insurance store is just there. (laughs) Yeah, he just, we ambles up and is like, well, the cop's like, well, I wanted you to talk to the insurance guy because we figured this out together. What? Yeah. Why is he investigating crimes like Colombo. Yeah, it feels like a handoff. I mean, like, I know that's what they do, but no, but like once you realize it, you think it's murder, you give it to the police. You know, you don't yeah, keep right. investigating. They tell Carrie that he believes the case is a murder, and her dad didn't die by accident. Mike would get all the insurance money if Carrie and the daughter died. The friend is following Mike and follows uh, him to his mom's house. The mom has burned all the pics of Carrie and confronts her about it. Meanwhile, the friend sneaks into the house and sees all the pics of Carrie. Someone sneaks up behind her and brains her with a hammer. It's Mike's mom. The mom calls someone yeah. and says they have a wrinkle, and the man on the other end of the line is Jason. He's the killer contractor. It's 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 so well done, and like you yeah. start to feel it, but then when they reveal the second the 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 conspiracy amongst the contractors, the killer contractors, if you will, it's <laughs> it's fantastic. So when Mike comes home and sees his mom burning his stuff, why doesn't she just pour it all in there and light it on fire? I don't know. She just puts it in the grill. Like it's not. Right, like she doesn't know how yeah, grills she work. She doesn't use like gas or like. No, there's no fire. Food. She just lays right. them on the grate. Yeah, she could have just put it in anywhere. <laughs> it was like she was about to do it, like so she so she comes home from work, right? 
has a big bowl of chili and is like, all right, I gotta I gotta go burn those pictures. Starts putting the pictures on the grate and is like, I gotta shit. Goes inside, <laughs> Mike comes home, she never got a chance to light the fire. Because it's the only explanation. <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. Because otherwise, if you really want to burn them, you dump them all in there and you put lighter fluid on it and you and light you them on them. fire. Like, how hard is that? So, so weird. The friend comes to and hears Jason and the mom telling explaining the whole plot their plan their yeah, whole yeah. plan of the, well the friend the friend gets up and tries to run away as she's running down the middle of the road she gets drilled by a guy in a truck <laughs> ken in a movie of absurd things this one is maybe the dumbest so <laughs> she runs into the street and it's like a residential street so it's not yeah she's not running into like you know a, a four-lane highway or something she runs into the street and she's running for I'm going to say five seconds. 30 yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a while. Like, long enough that, unless it's a blind corner, you could not and not see her. Strange. I know. And she's going the, the same direction as the right, traffic. Right, So, she's running away from you at right. a decent pace, waving her arms. So, not only just running, but, like, so, like, maybe, like, you think, oh, she's a jogger and doesn't hear me, right? You can imagine right. that. Yeah, but she's sure. waving her arms like this and screaming, help me, to two women who are going, look behind look. you. Look behind you. <laughs> and then she she runs another, I don't know, 30, 40 feet, turns around, and is fucking smashed by a truck. She's okay, though. That she didn't hear coming either. And, no. oh, my God. It's like a box truck, too. It's not even like a oh, van. Yeah. I, yeah it was I, like an like Amazon delivery truck. It, it is so fucking crazy that like we're the guy the guy jump this is the best part the guy jumps out of the truck and goes she just ran right in front of me I didn't see her bullshit <laughs> no fucking way he knows the cops are coming he's got to have a fucking story oh uh, so the friend is somehow still alive and at the hospital the, mom, <laughs> the cops come to Mike's house again but he's not around the mom is a nurse and calls the hospital to check on the friend and they inform her that the friend is going to be okay and she's going to make it so Harry I, I, I got I, I got hospital stuff. So okay. they, they bring in a woman hit by a car who has no wounds and is not up to any IVs. They're just wheeling her through the hospital with no... Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. And why does the mom need money? The mom owns a house. They have the two, house is awesome. They have two cars, and she works full-time as a nurse. Yeah. Like, what is the money problem It was here? a nice house. Not I know. Like she's, like, yelling at him like, like she's a pimp, like, going through his money to see what she brought home that day. It's like, well, what, are you paying taxes on that? But two... What is this? What I wanted her to have a backstory that was like, like a gambling addict or something, because she has that kind of feel to her. Like she likes to go to the track or something, mm-hmm. and that would be funny. So like she's working full time, but she can't make the payments. Like give her something to do. Otherwise, yeah, she's just a, no, yeah. You're right. There's no reason why she was like so desperate for cash. Yeah, they, they really other than like they just feel like they were cheated, but that's a different thing than why she shouldn't care about the contractor money then. You know what I mean? Like, if she's just like, oh, right. the moral of the story is he fucked us, and we're going to fuck yeah. him back. Okay, fine. But then yeah, why does she care sure. what fucking Mike Mike Dean does? <laughs> True. The same. Uh, okay. So, Mike, uh, oh, okay. So, uh, Carrie is a little, becomes, begins to be a little suspect of Jason. <laughs> as Jason. As Jason is leaving Carrie's bedroom, he locks yes. the door from the outside and does the same thing to the daughter. He then lights a poisonous <clears throat> gas rag and puts it under the vents by the furnace for it to go to the vents and poison them i guess i think so because i thought he was trying to blow up the house at first i thought he was trying to start a fire yeah right exactly yeah 
but it seemed like he was trying to poison them, I think. See, I wonder if he was what he was trying to do is start a fire to poison them, right? Like, so he doesn't think they're going to die of the flames, but it's going to get into the air vents. Like, that was the point. That's of what doing. I think he's doing. Okay. But yeah. it wasn't just the rag was like, I don't think the rag had a chemical on it. I think it was just a rag. And but oh, the carbon see, monoxide it... was going to kill them from the doubt, getting into the air vents. Oh, see, I thought the rag was poison because I thought he, like, poured something on it. But would that be enough to kill them? It was like, the rag was no. like, okay. No. Yeah. That's what I was confused. Yeah, I think it's the other uh, way around. I think he's trying to lock them in their rooms, start the fire downstairs, but start it in where the vents are, like the 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 HVAC yeah, like the is. Yeah. yeah, the ducts are, and so the smoke goes directly into them because he's burning it right at that source. But I think he, yeah, I, I think we're saying the same thing. Okay. But I think he did pour something on the rags. Oh, okay. Like a solvent of some kind, like or I don't know what it was. It wasn't just but it gasoline. Didn't seem like it was enough. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I agree then. Yeah, Mike gets home and the mom informs him the cops are looking for him. Mike knew the dad changed the will and told the dad to change it back and give all the money to Carrie. Yeah, we find out Mike is a well-meaning simpleton. Exactly. Yeah, he's Lenny. Carrie all of a sudden is suspicious of Jason. The daughter wakes up but can't get out of the room. Carrie sees the smoke as well but can't get out either. Mike Mike figures out the mom's plan and heads over to the house to save them. Okay. So wait, hold on. One more thing. We're back to Ray, the brace yourself for the final <laughs> couple minutes here. We're back to the pulse problem. Why do the why do the bedroom doors lock from the outside? Well, I think he did that. I think Mike did that, or Jason. I mean, but like, why would would if you're Carrie, don't you go like, why did you do this? Like, why did you change the locks? Because her fear is someone coming in and killing her. You don't. So if you think someone's gonna break into your house, you don't want them to be able to lock you in your room. I know. That anyway, it's so dumb that they have locks. Uh, yeah, in those rooms. yeah. Okay. Not a, another. <laughs> Thing that's not explained is in this movie yeah and unnecessary uh, they don't need it like he no. could have just done something to the door to keep it from opening exactly carrie uh, grabs a golf club tries to break down the door like in the shining she finally breaks out and gets the door out as well but now they can't get out the front door with which has internal locks <laughs> thank you i i i was mystified why i was like just turn the locks yeah she didn't need to break it down it was so weird. And she held the golf club like a hockey stick. So you can't even you're not getting any momentum. She's like going like no. this. Yes. Like yes. she has you a size. Hands together. Yeah. And get some. Turn your hips. Yeah. Squash the bug. Build some torque. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Unless, unless there was a key lock on the front. I didn't see it. I don't think so. Because they don't ever mention it like they do in Pulse. So. Exactly. So uh, it's crazy that they're. The mom, yeah. Right. Meanwhile, the mom heads over to the hospital to finish off the friend. Mike calls the cops and has them come to the house and go to the hospital. Mike gets to the house and tries to break down the front door. They get outside, and Mike and Jason are both there. Wait, Mike on. tells Carrie the mom's plan, and Carrie ends up believing him. Mike and Jason are not Ugh. fighting. Jason hits them across the face with a wrench. He runs clean into that wrench, too. He doesn't need to. He, he's 20 feet from, from him. He runs into him and gets clocked. Oh, he gets killed. I love Mike's Jason phone call. He, call. he calls Jason. the cops like, uh, yeah, this is Mike Dean. Send cops to uh, Carrie's house, Carrie McLeod's house, and also my mom's going to kill somebody at the hospital. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, what? Like Costanza's dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason comes around the corner, and she nails him with a golf club. This golf club is going to need a lot of <laughs> <Yeah>. use. <laughs> Jason comes to and nails Mike in the head with a wrench. Oh, no, Mike hits him with a wrench. Yeah. The mom is at the hospital and going to smother the friend with a pillow. The cops come in and catch her. She's under arrest. We get a final shot of Mike Carey, the daughter, and the friend hanging out at the house. And she has another idea for another children's book that they're all going to be in. in 
and so there's a bunch of things that happened at the end that made me laugh. So one okay. is <clears throat> when Mike Dean gets there and Jason gets there at the same time, and you see, so you have Carrie, the daughter, in the middle, and then Jason on the right, Mike on the left. They square off right there and beat it. They go, oh, yeah. That's yeah, true. <laughs> I, I was like, holy shit, this is or like Planet of the Apes or something. It was so funny because there was no need for it because he had like a wrench and like a hammer, right? I think. Yeah. Oh, God. I was, I laughed so hard at that. Um, <laughs> and then when she kills the woman or tries to kill the woman at the hospital, like, would all the monitors go off like that? Do you know what I mean like they they start beeping faster or whatever? But like, is yeah, that her well, heart yeah, rate? I, mean, I guess like for yeah, her heart okay. rate and her oxygen level might have dropped. Okay, which is like funny to me that no one ran in with the like. Wouldn't you disconnect the gauges first and then do it? Yeah, she's a nurse. She should know what to do. Right, but it's... I think if they dis- if they disconnect them, they they it sends a signal that it's off, and the nurses come in anyway. So her plan was to like suffocate her and then act like she just got there to save her. Yeah, okay. acting like she just died naturally. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah, why did you just, like, put poison in it? Like, yeah. So much easier. Like the angel of death. Right. Yeah, you put it in, in the in the bag. In the banana bag. Yeah, uh, Brian Austin Green. <laughs> right. You bring a bag, exactly. and he does the job. He's the killer contractor. <laughs> killer contractor 2, bag of death. <laughs> I'm fucking in, man. <laughs> we, could write, we could write killer contractor, Kenny. This is not or that Or killer hard. couch. <laughs> yeah, killer sofa, man. And the sequel, Killer Love Seat, Killer Sectional. <laughs> it's about a salesman at Raymore and Flanagan who's had enough. <laughs> it's Columbus Day and he's fucking pissed. He's a Native American couch salesman who hates Columbus Day sales. <laughs> now that's a movie I watch. That hits every demographic. No matter what side of the debate you're on, you're going to watch that. Oh, fuck me. That's a good one. All right, Ken. So what's our rating scale here? Okay, so it brings us to the end of Killer Contractor. So on a scale of one to five booby traps, what do you give this one? I I mean, maybe maybe it's skewed because the wrong tutor was so bad. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is a five. Like it, yeah. it, it fucking moved. The acting is both terrible and awesome. Mm-hmm. It has absurd, hilarious moments, but the mystery is perfectly told. Like it's really a good thriller. Yeah, I, yeah, this is a five. I this mean, is, this is a perfect lifetime movie. It's an inner ring Hall of Famer. I feel like of the movies we've done, it's probably in the top four or five, right? I would think so. Oh, uh, God, it's so good. Yeah, like it, it, it's it moved like you said. It moved fast. It's fucking unintentionally hilarious, and, which but, I think is a must. Yes, I agree. You're, that's always one of your top ratings. And I also think it doesn't spend that much time on anything. So like you never really get caught up in it. Like, so the stupid things you're like, you should get burned in the face. And the next scene, she's outside talking to a detective and a insurance agent. You're just like, all right. Like, I want to say the movie was like an hour and 25, maybe. Yeah. That's exactly. It was, yeah. Hour and 25. So like, that's the perfect. Cause if you do more then you have to do more with all those characters, all that stuff, mm-hmm. or you have to like pair it way back another seven or eight minutes. Like, uh, it's just anytime you have a movie where you set up booby traps, I'm in. It did feel a little bit to me like um, Annalise Vella, where you're like, maybe you should just leave that house. Like you're, yeah. things are going poorly. <laughs> yeah, people are dying, but not quite enough to leave. I guess. Yeah. Why didn't she? Move I loved in? it. Why didn't she I, move in with the friend? I don't know. She's hardly ever there. You figure. Yeah, that's true. She's like flying. Um, and I, I she, loved it. I she, thought it was great. And she rented her apartment already for one month. 
in San Francisco. Because they're like, what? She's like, I want to go home. She's like, I can't go home. I rented my apartment for a month. A month. <laughs> a one month apartment rental. God. In San Francisco. I love yeah. it. So good. Guys. All right. What else we got? I just want to say, watch this movie. Like, this is a perfect Sunday movie. Like, if you listen yeah, to this today, just or, or for next week, it is just strap in. And it's not really violent enough. Like, if you had like a 10 or 12 year old, I think it'd be fine. Like, and there's no weird sex stuff when there could be. It's good. It's good. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, Ken, you're, you're virtually a parent. What do you think? No, no. This, yeah, you're right. This is, it, it's, it's very rewatchable. It, it, it goes quick, rainy day. Oh. Put on like I watched it with my friend Lauren, previous guest on the show, because she was like, "Hey, let's just watch a movie on Zoom." And I was like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." I was like, "You know, what we should watch Killer Contractor." She's like, "Perfect," because she's like, "I don't want anything yeah. too serious, I don't want anything too like scary." I was like, "Yes," and we yeah. laughed the whole time. It was great. Yeah, it was great. It was very. It was fun. great. I loved it. Yeah, I'd watch it again if it was on. I've like, seen it twice, random. and I would watch. Well, I own it now, so you know. <laughs> I know. We did have to buy it. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right, Ken. So, you, I feel like this game is often unpredictable, but I feel like this week is going to be fairly predictable. Oh, okay. <laughs> in terms of the games, because given the topic, I, I feel like I had to lean in rather than try to get creative and be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to start with a little celebrity net worth. Okay. Let me hit the theme. Two for fives over here. That's right. Cash food. Word up. Two for fives over here, baby. Word up, two for fives, niggas got garbage down the way. Word up. Cash rules everything around me. Cream it. Yeah. Check this old fly shit out. Word up. Cash rules everything around me. Cream get the money. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Staying alive was no job. Had second hands. Mom's bounced on old men. Heading into Shaolin Land. The land where we tally up people's worths. <laughs> That's right. Um, so we're going to do two categories. We're going to start okay. with Dean's. Oh. So we had a lot of talk about Mike Dean in this movie. They saved the phrase Mike Dean quite a bit. And, yes. it, and it seemed like a good category because it had a lot of uh, variety to it. So you could go a lot of directions. <clears throat> All right, Ken. I'm going to give you a name. You're going to tell me what they're worth. Classic celebrity net worth. Jimmy Dean Sausage King. Oh my god! Yeah, I thought that would be a fun one to do because that that number Jeez. could be. There's just so many ways to think about that. Do we have the year he died? Or? I don't, but I can look it up. Um, I, I, I feel like it be, wasn't that long ago. I, I it could I, be 1975. It could be 1998. I don't know. I think I I I feel pretty strongly he died not that long ago. I feel like we 2010. Okay. Wow, he was old, man. Holy shit! He was actually wasn't. <laughs> Oh, maybe it was. Was he 80? Oh, maybe 82. 80. 82, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess isn't yeah, terribly old. See, I didn't realize he had all this, like, real actual talent. Huh. Like, you know, he had, like, singing and hosting and stuff. Yeah. I thought he was just, like, a fucking pork man. Hmm. All right. Um, yeah, putting you to the test right out of the box, baby. Yeah, this one could be, I mean, we hardly do, like, food-related stuff. Yeah, we very rarely get, like, we get some entrepreneurs, and they're always the hardest, when it's somebody who's a triple threat, you know? I'll go, uh, man, this is really difficult. I'll go 
75 million. What I love is when you, I love that you are not doing this on purpose, but you, you build the tension with God, this is so difficult. And then you just say the number and it's right. And it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> close, close. I, I will agree. This is a difficult one. 50 million. Okay. But still, that's a lot of, that's a lot of sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh wow! Wait, so later years in death, in the 1980s, he and his wife and family were residents of Tenafly, New Jersey. Oh no, kidding! Why? Very wealthy town. I, but it's just funny to think about. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like, like, of all places to go. It, yeah, like what? <laughs> Who knows? So he's only been in two movies, twenty years apart. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. You're right. I bet a lot of music in those things, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's also the thing with like songwriting. Like he might have made some bank there. Mm-hmm. He 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 bankrolled his pork roll. I would say most of that money's from sausage. Oh, though. it has to be right. Like yeah, all right. I mean, he it I mean, it changed. Like it was the only name in breakfast stuff for a while. I would say. <laughs> it seems like you're right? in a commercial. The only name in breakfast, Jimmy Dean. Yeah, the only name in breakfast, sausage. <clears throat> well, I like that they called it Jimmy Dean because he started with his brother Don. And that that's not yeah. as good a name, I don't think. Don, Don Dean Don sausage. Dean sausage. I don't know. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. It got by it got when it got bought by Sarah Lee. That that makes sense to me. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not reading his Wikipedia, which is fascinating. All right, all right. Good guess. That's a tough one. I, I it's hard to argue. That's a tough one out of the box. <clears throat> all right. Dean Kane. Mm. Oh boy. Likely to be in a Lifetime movie sometime soon if he hasn't already. Yeah, no, he's been in a bunch of the Christmas ones. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, you're right, yeah. Um, four million. It was six. I was a little surprised by that. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, he had a major show for a bunch of – couple. Of, I mean, that show was on five – Lois and Clark was on like five years, right? Yeah, now, and I bet the reruns on that are pretty good. Yeah. And he probably – probably not- not on anymore, but and they were they were famous enough that they probably had a piece of the action, you know, like by season I think three. He works a lot, though. I, he I does. He he's in like the Christian. He's like a Kirk Cameron type. Like he's not as yeah, hardcore. He's super but... conservative. Yeah, so he works he's in super right wing. All those movies, like yeah, whatever they put out, he's in it. Yeah, he's like he's like John Travolta in Scientology. He's gotten husky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to see a young Dean Kane, please look up his episode of American Gladiators. Where he, fa- <laughs> where he faces off against John C. McGinley from Scrubs and other things. He also uh, is on an episode of 902 where he plays an acting teacher. Oh, yeah. He oh. dates Brenda. Ken, I-, I hate to say it, but this might be the summer where we have to do the 90210 cast. It just feels like we got nothing else to do. Just fucking, let's just <laughs> lean in. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we got to do like, I don't know, we could do special episodes or we could just do the whole run. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, whatever. It's up to you. No, I mean, I'll, I never have to be asked to watch 90210. I'm in lockdown, so I, you know, what do you want? I'm, te- <laughs> I'm teaching from home this fall. I'm not fucking going anywhere. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, all right. Richard Dean Anderson, a.k.a. MacGyver. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> and he looks Stargate. so weird. He had so much work done. I never was a fan of him. Like, I never watched MacGyver, really. I mean, I've seen it, but I wasn't, like, a faithful watcher. I know people were upset, especially guys, kids our age were obsessed with MacGyver. Yeah, and, uh, he, and he and he had like a a very particular look from like 1986 to 88 that I think women loved that never okay. became a look again. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. It was somewhere between he always like, seemed like I now I don't know anything about him. He always seemed like a smug guy to me. Yes. I agree with you. And that, well, I don't know if he is or not. I, or I, that was just he was portraying that. No, that's I, fair. I have no idea. He does look like it. But I feel like the mullet sla- like the handsome yeah, like a Richard Marks look almost. Yeah. Like, or, not quite long. or like Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon, like handsome yeah, dirtbag. Like feathered. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty blonde. Put together, but you also look scuzzy. Yeah. Like a man's man, but also somehow like you know how to use product. Yeah. Now he could be the nicest guy in the world, for all I know, but he, he looked like a D bag. Look me. look at picture two though. Like yeah. that that is that's like work done and bloated. Like that's not good. Yeah, he looks very bloated. That's a good that's a good way to like he's been laying in a pool for two weeks. <laughs> right. He might have been a dead body. They weren't sure. Yeah. This is a, All right. does this affect uh, your RDA. guess? This is a tough one because uh, he like he had MacGyver, he had SG One. I don't think he's had a lot besides that, but those are two shows that are like heavily syndicated. Well, and SG One has like multiple versions. It's like Star Trek. Yeah, there's like SG whatever, uh, whatever. I, I, I bet you he's worth more than like a normal person would think on the street. <laughs> like if we asked like, you know, Joe Sixpack, yeah, uh, Richard Dean Anderson, he'd be like, oh, he's probably like blew all his money. But I'd say he's worth. 18 million. Oh, Ken, very close. Even 20. Okay. But I think that's also like a house effect of celebrity net worth is like when they feel pretty confident, but not enough that they round. Cause sometimes you'll get people. It's like yeah. 17.3 and you're like, Oh, they know. Yeah, yes. Yes. And you're like, True. huh? <laughs> if someone walks by, Ken, I will, I promise you, I, my apartment faces the front of the building. I will, I will scream out the window at someone and ask them what they think Richard Dean Anderson is worth. <laughs> You know MacGyver? They're like, oh, that guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah He's yeah. not worth anything. What do you just, you know, ballpark it. And what if they're just like, oh, that's G1? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they like love him and know exactly what he's worth. <laughs> that would make sense, right? Yeah. All right, so we're going to go with uh, two more. Dean Norris. Okay. Ooh, I like him. From Breaking um, Bad and a number, a, great actor, a classic man. that guy as well. He, he is such an underrated actor. I oh, think. yeah, he's great. He's great. He, like, there's one scene. I know you're not a huge Breaking Bad fan. No, he's good in it, though. But there's I mean, one good scene that I caught, actually, this year. They replay uh, AMC will replay it every now and again. And uh, my dad watches it on Netflix or looks at it. He looks at it but, on Netflix. But uh, <laughs> there's, there's a scene where he's, because uh, I don't know how much you watched it, but he gets, like, shot in one season. Yes, I remember that, yeah. So he starts to believe Gus Spring is involved in uh in the drug trade and the fbi doesn't believe him and he breaks down like what he's found in such a way it's it's incredible acting yeah yeah so good no and like that show is perfect for him because it allowed him to be in a good show do you know what i mean like you got to see because like he's good in other stuff but yeah you know he never really had a chance to be in an awesome thing Mm -hmm. but look at his like he has a lot of good credits yeah he's in a ton of stuff yeah it's it's uh but really became became famous as an older guy which is interesting yeah. Yeah, he, he's he's great though. But he's also um, a guy okay. who looks old. Like he probably looked that like that when he was thirty. You know. True. So okay, so Dean Norris. Uh, so Breaking Bad was on five seasons. <clears throat> Big Netflix. Uh, he's not on Better Call Saul, or he was, but it was more like one episode. Uh, I don't know if they got paid. I don't know if like Cran- besides Crantz, I don't know if anybody really got paid on that show though. I would say no. I mean, it wasn't. 
it was such a cult show, I think. And I just think like that cable doesn't pay. Like it's so hard to make money on those shows. Yeah. You need it to blow up into a movie or or like really get syndicated, which doesn't really exist anymore. Like maybe the mm-hmm. the streaming rights. So you can imagine Netflix paid like I don't know, fifteen million dollars for Breaking Bad. Did he give get like a seven hundred fifty from that? Like no, probably you know, not. It's like I'll go an even ten for him. Oh wow, a lot of credit there. Five million. Oh okay. Less than Dean Cain. Kind of makes me sad, but yeah, me too. But on the other hand, for like a character actor, yeah, that's probably a high number. Yeah. You know, it maybe for a cable for a cable show, like you wonder, like what is like John Slattery worth, like right, like a comparable guy from like Mad Men, but is in other stuff, but isn't super famous otherwise. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious what he's worth, just like as a comp. Okay. Maybe a bit more. He might he might have produced, but still, you know what I mean? Like a character actor who's like Sure. Yeah. Jerry Sumter's next network. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Uh Dean Koontz. Oh God. Oof. That's a big one. John Slattery, ten million. There you go. So you were you were right in the in the ballpark. Okay. Dean Koontz. All right. Authors. Always a crapshoot. Yep, my favorite. One of my favorites to do for that now reason. Now he's got the factory of authors i would imagine yeah he doesn't he just comes up with the titles or whatever but doesn't yeah he, he's the uh what's the other guy oh yeah uh, i mean J- the, james patterson yeah the guy at the subway yeah i'll go i mean he's been around for decades it's really hard he's probably has 60 70 books i'll go 100 million all right Big number here, two hundred. Yeah, yeah. Man. I was like, shit. I mean, and he's he's had a couple movies made from his stuff. It doesn't take much once you get to that like churning out the books point. Like, yeah, those are just he's moving units. Well, he's building on contract. He's going off contracts, I would imagine, right? Oh, for sure. But like, he's probably they're optioning the rights. It, just all that money's flowing up upstream to him. It's an easy way to live, I would imagine. Mm. All right, Ken. We do one more round. Okay. We're gonna do some quote unquote killer contractors in popular okay. culture. So mm-hmm. some of the best contractors who have ever been on TV. Oh, good. It's a good one. Bob Vila. Yeah, number one, right out of the box. You want to put them in Oof. order, or do you want to do them one by one? No, let's do them one by one. All right, go for it. Uh, Robert Vila, the original. Yeah, the V. <sighs> Roberto Life. Now, he's still living. He's still with us, right? I believe so, yeah. That show was started, what, late 70s, early I 80s? I would have guessed even 80s, probably. He might have been local before that, but PBS mm-hmm. probably picked it up in the 80s. Because I believe that show, I believe this old house is on demand on one of the things I have, whether it's Netflix or Prime or something. Yeah, and he had spinoffs of that show, too. Right. Yeah, seventy nine, eighty nine. There you go. Okay. But I think there's also like a new version with a new host and all that. So yeah, it but, is right there. Visits homes again, ninety to two thousand five, and Bob Vila two thousand five, two thousand seven. So he's had a good career. Oh, he is Cuban American. I wondered if he was actually Latino. That's interesting. Um. Now this is before HGTV. Obviously, I think it was on like PBS, right? Wasn't it on PBS? Oh, yeah, it was, it was PBS originally. Yeah, that was. I'll go for him. Nah, I don't know, man, because he could have produced. I don't. He started. I mean, usually sometimes the guys that start these things aren't the ones that benefit from them either. 
I feel like, well, that's a good point because if he doesn't own this old house, then he's worth a lot less, right? But if he owns that and PBS, yeah. rent, you know, pays him for licenses, I, I, it. I still think he's done okay for himself. Uh, yeah, and books. Like he was back when books, you know, what I mean, you could sell I'll, I'll, yeah. like a I'll home do, improvement book. Exactly. I'll do twenty five for him. I don't know how he does it, folks. Twenty five million. <laughs> Unfucking believable. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Fuck you. All right. Moving you were on. so disappointed. I, I just think it's hilarious. Like you, <laughs> like you're just like ah, oh, I don't know. And I, but what about this and then that? And it's like at twenty five million, you know, it works. The system well, I gotta works. Break it down for you. No, I know. I break it down? You're you're a good game show contestant. You walk us through it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a good host, but you're a good contestant. <laughs> yeah, the hosts usually don't get mad when the contestant does. Well. <laughs> I like a show where, the, but that's a fun concept, right? A show where the host is angry. Like yes. fuck you, ah. <laughs> Like if if Alex Trebek got mad every time someone got a daily double, yeah, that'd be great. All right, we're gonna go. Ty Pennington had some troubles mm-hmm. of late, so mm-hmm. don't forget that. Yeah, he's been on. Uh, they reboot. They rebooted that show. Yeah, I think he's trying to get back into good graces. And he, of America. Does, he doesn't host it, but he's been on like three or four of the episodes. I think they only did like six episodes. Well, right, he made the jump though. As a guest star. Yeah, but he made the jump from being the guy on the show to being the host, right? Because he was just like the. Was he on Trading Spaces and he was just a guy building shit and then he got oh, his own the, show? Originally, like back in the day. Yeah, but that's I'm like a sure. that's a big move. That's a big move. Um. Yeah, but he's now he's around early fifties. I want to say. Yeah, it would be. A, I would say yeah, fifty-one, fifty-two. Uh, I feel like I looked it up before today. Bob Vila only seventy-four. Interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm pulling up. Oh, pulling them up. Now we have screen screen sharing ability allows us to do some work here. 14. Fifty-five. Yeah. Okay. He's not that young. Um. His, what was that on? Probably fifteen years ago. That show. Yeah. Extreme Makeover was, was two thousand three to two thousand twenty twelve. Wow, that's a oh, long time. Okay. Yeah, he looks. You think he's younger because he has really bad hair. Like his hair is still from two thousand three. So you think, oh, he must be young, but he's just inappropriately haired another honestly this one's tough because he could own a piece of anything really yeah uh i'll go hmm. i'll go 70 for him whoa yeah too high yeah yeah oh, okay you want to re-guess or you want the number no no <laughs> I, I don't mind being wrong that's all right sometimes when you know the limit you no i it, no it's fine because it, it, these are hard because he it, I don't know what those guys make. I would have, I would have said maybe not as, obviously not as much as you, but I would have been higher than the number, which is twelve. Wow. Yeah, I think, but he had all those problems, right? Didn't he get arrested? Maybe like beat up his oh, wife. Oh, maybe there I don't was, know. He definitely I mean, got he arrested. Divorced. Yeah, it was definitely something not good. Like ruined his reputation. I don't remember what it was now, but mm-hmm. he's addicted to uh, hair dye. Um, all right. Drew Scott and Jonathan Silver Scott. Oh boy, your favorites. These two. If I, uh, I could have gotten a number for the third brother, I would have, because <laughs> I'm obsessed with him. But <laughs> did not did not see it anywhere. Yeah. Um. Oh man, those two. Oof. Yeah, yeah. They're. I say they're they're up there though, because they got books. They got. And the interesting thing with them is there's two of them, so you got to think about like what is what are they worth. Like, what is the total property brothers worth, and then how much are they each worth individually? 
I, I, I say the total is 50. Canadian? Jonathan, Jonathan's 30 and Drew's 20. <laughs> I, I, love, I love that you had to value which one you thought was worth more because I thought that'd be funny. <laughs> They're both worth the same. Okay. And you're not going to fucking believe it. A hundred million each. Each? Each. Wow. Unless wow. I unless I read Celebrity Net Worth oh, wrong. No, I, I believe it. Not it's always possible. I've screwed up many times on this show. No, they got they got a ton of things going, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I know people write a lot of fan fiction about them fucking each other. Oh god. Oh, maybe it was a combined 100. Yeah, no, 200, yeah. No, 100 each. Yeah, I thought so. I thought I got it right, but... Um, all right, two more. Wow, crazy. Your favorites, David and Hillary. Oof. And I couldn't believe they had numbers, but they did. Mm. Now, these are... Um, um, I can't believe I've never looked them up. I can't believe it either, and I kind of worried you might have. I'll say Hillary's two and David's one. You're going to be so pleased, Ken. Yes. David is six. And Hillary no Hillary is eight. <laughs> they must That's hold. Awesome. I think they hold out on those shows and are just like, pay me. Fuck you. Pay me. And they, I hope so. And they wait for months to make new ones. And then they just shit them out in like a week and make <laughs> a ton of money. Because like, you know how they just for they'll be like months on end where they're just they're not making them. They're I just don't on. They're not on TV. It's and like there's no new ones from it. I, I think they're very canny. Well, they got to wait for uh, Eric to become available and renovate the house. Well, Ken, speaking of, I have a surprise. We're taking calls oh, on no. the wish line. Oh, no. Making your wacky wishes come true. <laughs> Hello. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call. All right. So we'll quickly do the celebrity hike game. Um, so I want you to just take the people we just did. Bob Vila, Ty Pennington. The Scott brothers, I will I will tell you ahead of time they're the same. Um, Hillary, David, and Eric, a.k.a. Vin Diesel, from Love It or List It. So just put them in order of height, and then if you're going to give me a height, B to T. Okay. So, so it's Vila, Pennington, Scott, Hillary. Hillary Farr, David, David Vince, Vincentin or Vincentin. Yeah. And then Vincent, Eric Eremita from Staten Island. I know you're shocked. Yeah. I, I I do wonder if those numbers are, are Canadian dollars or not, but um, even so, that's still a, a big Canadian number. Canadian Heights, you mean? <laughs> I uh, All right, go ahead. I, I guess I'll go with Hillary Scott, the shortest. Hillary Question. Farr, you mean? Yeah, Hillary Farr. Sorry, okay. Hillary Farr. And I'll say she's 5'5". Five, five. Okay. Um, it's tough. I'll go... Eric next at five eight. You're giving the company to Eric. Vila next at five nine. Uh, Pennington five ten. Right, David, you write, can you write these down? My pen just died. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing <laughs> right. down. David at six one. Okay. And the Scots at six four. Uh, you hit two people right on the head in terms of their actual height. Okay. So we'll go B to T. Eric Aramita. Yes. <laughs> according to the internet, is five foot three. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know how true that is. I, I, I'm just saying that the internet says that he's five foot three. Yeah, I'm going with it, which is hilarious. Um, and I respect it as a short, stocky man. I I can see where he's coming from. 
Um, next up is David Vince Vis, Vis, No way Vicentin. you got short. Hold on. Five eight, five eight, five eight. Okay, but Vicentin. all right. Jeez, I can't get it out. All right, there we go. Five eight. Next up, it's a tie. Bob Vila, five foot nine, you nailed that. And Hillary Farr at five foot okay. nine. I knew she was tall because she had modeled, so I assumed she had to be yeah. pretty tall. Uh that leaves the Scots and Ty Pennington, so you had that right. Ty Pennington, six foot. Oh, even. okay. I thought he was taller. He seems taller. He also was a model. Yeah. And the Scott brothers are six foot four. You nailed it. Yeah, I knew they were tall. Yeah. Yeah. Called goofs. <laughs> they are. They are. They are the definitions of fucking goofs. <laughs> I meant to say during the. I don't know what made me think of this, but uh, in the movie, Mike Dean. <laughs> My my only I think I only I, I pre pre write like one joke a week, one episode, and I, I wrote Mike Dean dresses like Taco Bell. There's always at least three layers. <laughs> Did you notice though that his shirts are always he always had three shirts on in every scene? Johnny three shirts. I it's like absurd. I, so they had to be like in Northern California or somewhere where it's cold. Because there's no excuse for that. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? All right. Anything else? That's all I got, baby. All right. Well, take a look at the Lifetime Movie Club and see what's Yeah, we will drop in the next one. Yeah, we will. And then uh, we'll uh, be back. So for uh, Dr. Mudd, Kyle Reeson, I'm Ken Norskin. It's been another episode of the Cyberbullies. Manu. On the next Cyberbullies podcast. Home renovation summer continues. Starring Sarah Butler. So, uh, what's the scoop? I don't know. Greg just invited him over for dinner. Oh, what I wouldn't do for a piece of that. And you're married. Oh, come on. Don't tell me you wouldn't do him. Happy birthday, my love. I don't think I'm into it tonight. (sighs) Sorry. Thank you so much, beautiful. Okay, bye. She's my assistant. That's what she does. She calls. He's having an affair with her, isn't he? And Marcus Rosner. You are so beautiful, Laura. Thank you, Elliot. Do you believe that all things happen for a reason? He doesn't respect you, Laura. He doesn't understand the treasure that he has. I think we need to call this off. I'm married. Don't you understand? You're mine. It's Infidelity in Suburbia, available on the Lifetime Movie Club.